Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Formula Scout podcast. This week I am joined by Tom Coronel, possibly most famous for following and unfollowing people on social media, but also a Formula Nippon superstar of the past and currently one of TCR Europe's most exciting and fast drivers. Because of the work he does outside of racing, which includes presenting an F1 show in the Netherlands and working with young drivers coming up through the ranks in his home country, um, Tom's got quite a varied perspective on racing, both as like almost like a manager in some capacities, as a pundit, and of course as a driver. So it's a really, really interesting chat. But there is a content warning here. Um, as you may know, Tom's a very down-to-earth, relaxed guy. He does use a lot of swear words, you know, talks about some topics and very... Uh, you could say inappropriate metaphors, so watch out for any shocking language. It's uh, all meant in good faith, per se. Enjoy. For a card, you mentioned like, oh, it reminds me of this yeah, Formula yeah, 4 race. Yeah, I did. This was yeah. mega. Formula 4 yeah. was the best series for learning drivers. Yeah. <laughs> Mechanical grip, slipstreaming. No, it was good. It's still around. It's, 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 good time. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pity. It's not in Holland. It <laughs> doesn't exist anymore. You used to have the Marcel Albers trophy. Yes, yes, yes. Obviously, your career eventually took you to here, but you went to Japan originally. That was a time where there weren't too many foreign drivers. Well, you know, the very start of the drivers making that step. Well, you know, before me was Irvine, Villeneuve. Uh, you you yeah. uh, I went there the same time as Ralf Schumacher, Roberto Fontana. It was just, you know, at one stage you don't have the budget anymore for going to Formula 2 or GP2, it was called at that stage. So, yeah, and there you were going to be a professional driver. So they pay you and they ask you if you want to race for them. And well, it's, that was something unique, something different. So and finally, yeah, we had no choice to go there. I make uh, two years with Tom's Toyota, good times. And once you're you're scoring there really well, you win races. You know they they treat you really, really well. They treat you like a professional driver. So yeah, there was there was a different approach in Europe. And was that on the engineering side as well? Because I know yeah. sometimes the Japanese engineers come. There's a no, bit no, 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 no. It was special, uh, you know, because the the funny thing was if you were P2. Um, they ask you, uh, uh, what's the problem, the engine or the engine or the chassis? No, no, don't worry, I didn't push enough. I think tomorrow, if I push a little bit more, I will be there. But Tom, please explain, was it the engine or the chassis? Yeah. You know, like, we, we exclude, we they took you, yeah, yeah, we took you, so that's not the problem. So what's then the problem? And, and it was, that was a different mindset, you know, because in Europe it's, uh, it's different. Yeah. Um, once you reached the top over there, then like, what was your choice of what to do next? Like, what did you think your career was then going to? Well, you know, it, it was Formula Nippon. Um, once you won the championship there, the adventure was over, and that's how I saw it. You know, a lot of drivers stayed there. Uh, uh, Trullier. Uh, um, uh, what's the Belgian guy's name? Um, who drove also for Jaguar? I took care of him in the beginning of the years. Um, and, uh, he's driving now for Lee. With Tak, with Porsche. Uh, oh, Lotter. Lotter. Yeah, I too. Yeah, I too. Oh, German. Yeah, but he lives in Belgium. Yeah. Um, I took care of him. Um, so that was also, uh, you know, they, they, they are still there. You know, to drive, to, to, to pick up professional money. But I said, once I won the Formula Nippon Championship, I, I go back to Europe. 
I also have a social life here because otherwise I was going to stay there. Yeah. Uh, so I stopped. And they, they still called every year for five years. Tom, please come back. Please come race with us. <laughs> nope. And it was quite funny in 2003. The, they, I think they, they tripled the salary. So I said, okay, I'll go. Fair enough. That's yeah. so you chose to appear in Japan. And you mentioned that you kind of helped Andre. So you, was that just helping him kind of get into Japan life? Yeah, yeah, get in the yeah. Japan lifestyle. Uh, Andre, Lotterer, uh, Sebastian Philippe. I took care of those boys in Tokyo. Yeah. Take them partying or? Yeah, well, you know, if you need relaxation after tension. <laughs> so, Confirmed. Let's, let's say uh, I took care of them. Can I okay. Ask okay. them. Ask them. For sure they will say when you're out with Coronel you don't come home before slides. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, but on like Further down the line, like, have you worked with young drivers as like a coach or as a mentor? Yes, yes, of course, yes, so, of course. So, how's that been? No, no, I'm, I'm still, I'm staying here in Spa yeah. because on Monday I'm coaching some drivers. Uh, just this morning, I was, uh, I was uh, WhatsApping with the driver, maybe to come over because he, I want him to, to see the Formula Four Championship, uh, and I will drive with him, I think, in about three weeks' time again. So, yeah. who, who were the drivers you previously worked with? Like uh, Pieter Schotthorst, uh, Bas Schotthorst, uh, Jaap Verlagen, the Dutch boys. Good, yeah. All the guys who won. <laughs> I all made winners. Uh, and what, what's your approach? Because obviously you know, you're, you're known as a down-to-earth, relaxed guy in the paddock. Like, when you're teaching young drivers to honestly, know what it takes to be a professional. Honestly, yeah. no bullshit. Yes. My yeah. daughter is uh, living. Uh, uh, <laughs> and talk, talk with results. Yeah. yeah. Second place is the first loser. Um, so I'm very strict. I'm very open. Uh, uh, I don't like yeah, but this and this and the team and the, no, 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 no. First you. Yeah. And uh, I speak to a lot of drivers who go from single seaters over to sports cars, and such as that, but not often touring cars. <laughs> no. The problem was with sports cars, you 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 uh, you had partners, you share. And somehow I didn't like it. Uh, of course I did GT with Asians. Uh, I did sports cars with Lammers and everything. But in the end, a person like me has a little bit too much energy. But you know, yeah, this is I'm known of this, and I know it because my friends always say you're born in a bottle of cocaine, in a bowl of cocaine. So please don't. Take any drugs, and I've never oh, taken drugs in my life. Honestly, good. lying is good not allowed. Never job. in my life. So, because I have so much energy already for myself, the problem is I'm 50, but I feel 24. Yeah. I mean, this morning I drove here from Holland. Last night, I cycled here. Last Holland. night I drove back because of the Formula One show. Yeah. Uh, yesterday morning I drove here at 4:45. People say you're fucking crazy. How is this possible? That's me. I I cannot stop. Um, and this is, yeah, this is, I think, the car doesn't know how old you are. I love that line. I love that line. So what's the problem? And, yeah. and uh, uh, some, some guys, they say, yeah, but Tom, you're old. I say, ah, 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 ah. It's experience. You're using yeah. the wrong word. You're using yeah. the wrong. You saw the race today. Yeah. Wait, wait, patience, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Can I smell that? If, if I would have been aggressive, because he was angry to me, he said, you are fucking aggressive, hit him, fuck him up, fire him up. I said, no, 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 I treat people how people treat me. 
if you fuck me, I fuck you twice in your ass without lubrication. Okay. <laughs> you understand that system? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Touring cars. Yeah, but all <laughs> in the paddock, you yeah. can walk around, everybody loves me. I, yeah. They're all my friends, because I know, they know, I, I'm an honest fighter. You know, with Tommy, I'd rather be second with a big fight, to have fun afterwards, than I win the race with 10 seconds. You understand? Yeah. And that's yeah. where the, that's where the difference is between me and other people. Yeah. And I guess some of those drivers often have like a an end game beyond. They don't. This, this uh, race they don't series. understand me. They're too yeah. frustrated. Yeah. They're too difficult. I'm not difficult. I'm easy. If you, if you understand my system, yeah. it's about enjoying life. It's about results. Yeah. yeah. Don't party and and have a bad result. No, 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 no. Results. No, no. The results is P1. Yeah. That's what counts. And after, party like crazy. I don't care. Evening tomorrow morning, you wake up in the puke. I don't care. But Sunday, when you have to do the job, you cannot be the weakest link. You have to be the strongest link. You know? Yeah. If you have a chain, where does it break? When you pull it. And you have to be the strongest link. And that's always how I approach myself, how I approach racing. And also, you know, there are a lot of people who who are frustrated. And then I'm like, you are a privileged motherfucker that you can race. All those guys who are sitting on tribune, they're looking at you and you're driving? And you, yeah. You're complaining? You're stupid. Yeah. No? All about the attitude and yeah, how you it's the them. attitude. I, I don't like the, the spoiled the spoiled kids. No, no, I'm very like strict. I'm very strict. I'm very strict. Uh, and obviously, like you do the F1 shows, I presume you keep an yeah. eye on everything below F1 at the moment. Yes. Uh, what's your thoughts really on, I guess, how costly everything is at these lower levels now? And also, who are the drivers uh, it's, you've it's out of, In my opinion, it's getting out of proportion. Uh, Formula 4 is 300,000 euros. Yeah. It's completely ridiculous. I make Formula Ford for 30,000 euros. I drove with my car with the trailer behind it. Then when I arrived on the circus, people were helping me with the setup. I didn't even know. I didn't even, even had jerry cans. I borrowed the jerry cans. Nowadays, you have to be in Prima. Vanamas for the It's out of proportion. My opinion is um, racing is only for rich people. There's no opening anymore for people who have the talent. And this is, this is difficult. It's the same outside the car as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and from like watching those series. So, so to be honest, um, the FIA is being a little bit too much. Why there's no Formula Ford anymore? Why the, the start category is Formula Ford? Why? And you're not, if I have a Formula 4, I come here with, that's my camper, eh? this yeah. bus camper. I arrive with the trailer with my Formula 4. Hello, yeah. here I am. I would yeah. like to do the race. I'm not allowed. Yeah. I'm not allowed. Jean-Michel. What, what is this? What is this? Actually, when they brought this in this new car, this is a bit of fear a lot of the teams had. Because they basically the dad and son team, they said, well, if you bring a new car, there's new like, legislation around safety and price control and all this kind of stuff. Can we still do it's it? It's bullshit what they say. It's bullshit what they say. I, I, the FIA is not, they, they don't do what they say. They say we go low price and all these kind of things. It's not true. It's not true. What they do is dictatorship, it's control. If I have a Formula 4, I buy now a Formula 4, I want to enter the race, I'm not allowed to enter the race. This is not right. This is not right. I have a talented driver. I would like to start this morning. Can, by the way, open the gate and I show you his laptop.
Yeah. It's not even possible. No, I have to enter with a team who, pay, who I paid 350,000 euro. Where can I find the 350,000 euro? Too many avenues these days. No, no, but this, this is the difficulty. Yeah. This is why, my opinion, the FIA is complete, complete off their mind. Yeah. They're not even there. They, they, they lie. Yeah. They lie. And you've got like Euroform, there's only 100,000 more than that. And they get yeah, but 100 more. Yeah. You're talking about 100 more. You have 100 on yeah, your bank account. No, I've cycled so? here because I have no money. So, so? I, it's just it's stupid. scale of efficiency from F4. It just shows how like the pyramid's broken that way. That, that's how I use it. Ever to. And honestly, like the payment model of these teams is they borrow money and then they borrow again and then they borrow again. So yeah, you, but they never actually the have problem is it's an, it's an addiction. Yeah. And and the difficulty is that only rich people can raise nowadays. Yeah. And this is what I don't like. Yeah. This is what I don't like in in motorsport. And I mean, a lot of the, the very quick young kids out there right now are some of the richest. Toyo, for example. Uh, of the ones you've seen and like you chat about on the show, who do you think is the next big thing, really? Well, you see things happening, of course. Uh, it's always difficult to see. But you know, you know, when you have talent, when you keep growing, there are a lot of people who have talent, but they, but at one stage, it stops. Stagnate. I mean, for me. It's weird that Piastri wins all the championships and this year is not racing. He's one year on the sideline. Yeah. The guy has not been in a racing car for the last eight months. How stupid is this? Can you explain this to me? I mean, I know bits about what's happening there at Alpine and who's dictating contracts and whatnot, but it's Alonso deciding things two years in advance. Because from what I, from speaking to people, I understand that Alonso wants to do more. Uh, as a racing driver, Alpine right? Like, well, we have Piastri waiting. Okay, we'll sign you for another season, Alonso, 2023. If you then agree to stay with the team as a reserve, as a coach, as an ambassador, as all these other things, because we have you less wage, because then we still get the benefit from you being in the team, and we can actually get results from having Piastri in the car. But then Piastri can only get in the car in 2024, and I, I obviously no, you know more about the Williams thing. This is wrong. Yeah, I, I well, know. obviously you don't know. I don't know more. Oh, well, I was reading it about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay, I know more. Yeah. But, of course, you... you I'm considering if I'm going to start tomorrow. I have to be careful what I say. It's weird that young, talented drivers, they don't get opportunities. Yeah. And, of course, I'm 50. And I race against those young shit. You know? yeah. And I still give them a hard time. I don't, yeah. I don't give them presents uh, during uh, during the race. And I like to see it. And I like to see them fight. You know, because uh, it, nowadays it's they get it all so easy. Um, Nick de Vries is the world champion. Uh, is yeah, yeah he is. Uh, Nick de Vries did is doing all the time good things, never failed. And what I don't understand is he doesn't get any chance. Because of political reasons, because of budget reasons. And this is not right. This is not right. Um, like, like you said there about constant growth, one thing I noticed with Nick compared to other drivers is... You know, he was the fastest LP yeah, yeah. driver last week yeah, in yeah. Le Mans. Brilliant. He showed that he 
kills yeah. everybody. One, one, one like he is to Russell, that. Albon. Yeah, uh, he's that level. Yeah. Uh, the one thing with the NP2 thing came late in the car. Brilliant job because of his height, six tenths of a second per lap. He's gained just from being short. Yeah. So over a whole stint going to be a big advantage but it's not being short it's not being short you still have to do it yeah yeah it's just you know, consistency because, is because finally it's not being short it's, yeah. I know it with the weight you know, it's, it's, it helps him it's, it's the same with uh, with Prost and all the other guys he was yeah. also a small guy yeah you know but nowadays he's the driver and the car has to be uh, on the weight yeah you know so as a Formula 1 driver no it's, there is no benefit yeah. I mean Max is big yes. and, uh, and is, is he the fastest at the moment yes or no I've missed the last two races, so I wouldn't, wouldn't okay. know. Okay. Okay. Well, it's because I've been doing all of this. Okay. Adam, me too. Okay, but else. at least he's in the top three of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But he's big, so it's bullshit to say that small people have benefit. Um, yeah. It's um, just over such a long lap as Le Mans, you yeah. can then see the margin actually on a timing screen because of the weight. Ah, okay. That, that's what oh. I would be. Well, then you need to get the chance. Yeah. And it's lucky he did in the end. He yeah, is the insurance year. policy of Toto Wolff. Yeah, interesting. Well, one thing I was going to say because about Toto Wolff keeps it next to him. I yeah. understand. Um, because if one of his drivers has difficulty, who has to put in? And Nick, Nick has the experience. Nick is clever. Nick is fast. He knows him, so it's easy. Yeah. Bump, bump. Yeah. And Nick will deliver. Hundred yeah. percent sure. He will deliver. So, 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 he needs Nick. Yeah. It's a business case. Yeah. He can't Nick afford is the to have insurance policy for Mercedes. Yeah. When he came into single seaters. He was, his maturity level was way beyond anyone else's. And that became like his almost unique selling point that this is a kid who's 15, he's more mature than anyone else that age. By the time he got to F2, everyone else is kind of the same level of maturity. Yeah, but and in F2 he got fucked. In F2 he got fucked. Because uh, two races before the finish of the season, he was P1. Eh? Yeah. The last two races, uh, they changed his engine and blah, 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 blah. And finally, because of the organization, he didn't have the result. Eh? That had yeah. nothing to do with him. But I'm just talking about like from a media side and how people perceived him. It, his stardust kind of rubbed off because what made him stand out at that point, it wasn't so obvious he was still growing as a driver because that people had put like characterized him as that's him yeah. from the very start. Yeah. And Marcus Armstrong said the same thing, I think, in European F3. People yeah. go, wow, this kid's yeah. so mature. But now maturity counts for nothing when everyone's mature at F2 level. Yeah, like, that's, yeah. That's a yeah but uh, for me, it's now just a difficulty that I don't understand that uh, he's not uh, yeah, that he's not there. And, I, I, and this is what I mean. It's pol politics and, and money. Way too much money. If you could restart motorsport all over, like the, as the FIA, what, what would you do to make things cheap, to make things accessible? They to... say we make it accessible. They say it's for women. They talk bullshit. They're not honest. It's not true what they do. Because if it's true what they do, then they support, then they have to support the cheap series, and they don't. They don't. They only support the series, and they make them uh, more expensive, and then they make money out of it. Spec suppliers as well, so yeah. no competition with demand. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At least Euro Formula does have two engine suppliers. But Who? Uh, Spies and HWA. Uh, fit in Euro Formula, but and we actually yeah. we we're going to have a Honda engine this year Spies, as well. Uh, Spies, uh, uh, Spies, Spies, I know. Yeah. Yeah. But both of them are like... Uh, Spies was my engine in uh, Formula 3. Yeah, and they've developed their product over 40 years now. So yeah. it's super reliable, yeah. 
Uh, they made my uh, Opel okay. Formula 3 engine. It was my choice. Oh, hey. Did, did you do Formula Chrysler Euro Series? No, no, no. 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 I make Formula Ford straight out. I make uh, Formula Ford, Opel Lotus. Ah, that's one. Opel Lotus. Yeah. I was P2 in the European Championship. I won the Nations Cup. Yeah, the EFTA stuff. Uh, Dan Patel, no. Then, uh, yeah, then, uh, then yeah. Patel. Yeah, yeah. 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 How good was that as a series? Because I feel like that Fucking was... good series. Uh, that was cheap, honest racing. But would you say that because of how good that was, that then instigated things like Formula Renault, Formula BMW, Spec F3 today, everything to become Spec after that because of how good EFTA yep. was? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, there is no start anymore. I mean, I'm... My boy is now 11 and I'm really pushing him to to see if there are any possibilities. But I cannot even start with Formula 4. It's too expensive. Yeah, in the, in the UK we have teams try and sell the budget now, the national season, the festival, yeah, Walter Hayes. Yeah, but if you win the festival, who are you? It's not been supported. It's yeah. not supported. Oh, well, to be fair, last year we had Jan Magnussen. Yeah, yeah I know. Dixon, he was P9, P9, yeah. P11 was, was Jan. I know, I know. Yeah. Jan is a good friend and of mine. And he was throwing it around and yeah. it was great to chat yeah. to him every session. Yeah. And like, yeah. Dennis Lind as well. Yeah. He was there until like 10 p.m. in the evenings polishing his car. He was so, like, they were all loving back to basics. Yeah, but so this is, this, and, and this is what I mean. Yeah. This is what I miss in motorsport. Yeah, luckily we I, do But start. this is what I like from the TCR series. It's very basic. Yeah. The European series, like this one, I walk in every team. I walk in there, I walk in there, I walk in there. Yeah. I don't care. I'm very open. Use I'm that paddling pose. Huh? Use that paddling pose as well when it's hot. <laughs> I, I, I walk every team, I walk inside, I sit, I open the fridge, I start eating, nobody complains to me. Because this is what the style I, what I miss. Yeah. What I miss. The communal like Yeah. And we I... we are all lap time addicted. Yeah. You know, you have you have clinics for cocaine addicted people, you have clinics for alcohol people, yeah. you have clinics for sex addiction. But there is no clinic for motorsport addiction. So I'm in the shit. I'm in the shit for the rest of my just life. Just keep on doing it until yeah. it kills you. Oh. I need it. I need it, otherwise I start to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> no good lie, I do I do fairly simple. Well that's I've but you start to understand my mindset. Oh absolutely, I've I've learned a lot from this and I'm addicted as well. If I was a sensible person I wouldn't go I've yeah. got no money, I can't go to Yeah, you go to uh, I'll cycle where you're from? Uh, London. Well, I live and in you cycle here? I cycled here, yeah. Cycle to the coast, uh, ferry to Hook Van Holland, cycle down to oh well across the Who are you working? Uh, touring car times and ah, car times. Okay, don't good. earn any money, but oh, but you don't need here. money. Yeah. Money is only paper. Yeah, and all the teams feed me if I want yeah. to, and like if they're friendly, they know I've cycled here, yeah. so it's all good. Ah, you were touring car times. So what's his name again? Um, Johan. Johan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He called me. Uh, what was it? Uh, two weeks ago, he made an article with me about uh, TCR, the tires in Nürburgring, because nobody, yeah. everybody's political. You know, everybody speaks only in their own direction, and yeah. I just. I'm Tommy, let's say it that way. Yeah. I that, say what I think. Bringing it back to this weekend as well on the tyres, there was a lot of four-wheel drifting as you were battling uh, in that race. They told me, yeah. yeah. How, how many laps did those tyres feel like they could take uh, today, uh, realistically? They were good enough for me. Yeah. It was hot and they were just sliding. So, uh, no, they, they, they don't explode or something. Yeah, no. I, know, I know that, but I just like from a performance perspective, you wanted to get the maximum. Well, you know, you, uh, but this is the good thing about the race car driver, you know, you also have to manage the situation. Uh, you cannot have uh, eight qualifying laps, that's impossible. 
Yeah. No, for that you need me. You need Michelin tire. Sure. Sure. I have driven a lot of Michelin, and that's the best tire on planet. Yeah. yeah. We, we get a lot of young drivers who go and do like Pirelli series, Hank Cooks. Drive engineers are spending literally seasons trying to go like, this is how you can drive the car to get the maximum out of it. They switch to a Michelin tire. Boom. They understand everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know, the, the feedback you get out of a tire, the, the response, the love, because yeah. you have to treat, you have to be yeah. good for each other. Yeah. And this is, this is uh, it's a style of understanding, respect for each other. And this, um, this, this is, well, but the Kuma were good. I had no difficulties. No, no, of course, it was sliding, uh, you've seen it. Of course, it was, in the end, it was getting a little bit more difficult and the braking, which is normal. But it's for everybody the same, so what's the problem? As long as they don't explode, I'm okay with it. <laughs> and they never explode. Because yeah. also the good years in Nürburgring didn't explode. Yeah. There was some very political stuff going on there. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for that. I've Always. And I'm sure if you do well tomorrow, I'll be back here and ask you questions. Stop by, have lunch, uh, take drinks, open the fridge. Oh. All under control. Thank you. <laughs> 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 <laughs>